So you know why I came. I mean, I, I came for one reason. I came today to tell you about sheep. Um, I mean, what else could we talk about today, right? I figure when I'm going to New Bedford, if we're talking to Fall River, man, they, this is a, I mean, an agricultural society like the city of New Bedford, you would know a lot about sheep and shepherds, right? That's what I thought. Um, one dude's like, you speak in my language. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm not from around here. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I'm with you. I don't know jack about sheep. I don't know nothing about it, but something happened when God started telling us about him being the shepherd and us being sheep. That was very cool. It's found in a book called John. If you're in your Bible, you go about halfway through, you'll find Matthew, Mark, Luke, then go to John. If, you, if you're really smart, you just go, hey, Siri, Show me John chapter 10. She'll find it for you, all right? John chapter 10. We can start right at the beginning. Jesus is talking about some great things, and he says, I want to show you behind the scenes what God the Father has done, what I'm about to do, and your place in the story. It's so cool. Watch. He says, very truly, I tell you, church people, leaders, pastors, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. If you lived on a farm, you'd know about fences, you'd know about pens. They are not to tell the animals, you're no good, I don't trust you. The pens, the fences, the boundaries, they are for the animal's good. So that the animal can live in freedom inside the safety. And there's a gate, just one gate, just one way in and one way out. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. This is Jesus talking about himself. And the gatekeeper opens the gate for him. His father, God, the gatekeeper, who's provided this way, opens it up and the shepherd walks in. And watch what happens. And the sheep listen to his voice. I don't know anything about farm living. This city kid from West Philadelphia who married a girl from Quincy, Massachusetts, we don't live at farmland. I don't know about sheep and shepherds. There was a person that I met who was a, a writer and an author, and she said, I, I've been fascinated by, by this. And I'm intrigued and I'm curious because I don't know anything about sheep but I wanna write about it. I wanna understand these metaphors better. So she called up a shepherd and said, hey, do you have sheep? He's like, yeah, that's what I do. I have a hundred of them. She said, could I come and like just take a field trip and see what you do? And he was like, well, I mean, we live far away. We're way out there, but yeah, why don't you come? In fact, you can stay as long as you want. You, why don't you stay for a month and you can really experience what life is like as a shepherd? She was like, I would love that. So she gets her laptop and her notebooks and all that. She shows up. First day, she wakes up in the morning, shepherd's there, he hands her a clipboard. It's got a hundred names on it. And the shepherd starts calling the sheep out of the pen. And each one he can just look at and go, hey, Wooly, how you doing? Hey, Fluffy, good to see you. Hey, Bug Eye, <laughs> I see you, hey, buddy, good to see you. And she's like, so do you just call them any random name just to kind of feel like family and make them feel like they're at home? And he's like, what, no. That's their name. She goes, come on. You, you have a hundred sheep. She looks at the pen. They're identical, each one. One might be a little dirty that day. One might be a little clean. They're the same. Not like dogs. You can tell a German shepherd from a Rottweiler, from a French poodle to a golden retriever. And you tell them different. You give them different names. You would know. Not sheep. They're exactly alike. The next day, does the same thing. Hey, buddy. Wooly, how you doing this morning? Bug eye, what's going on, buddy? And she goes, can I check? He goes, oh yeah, next, next to all the names or numbers on your clipboard, that's why I gave it to you. She said, well, where's their number? He said, oh, just flip open their ear and there's a little tattoo with a number right there. She said, oh, okay, Wooly. Looks like number 69, let's see, 69, 69. Wooly, what the heck? How'd you do that? He goes, I'm the shepherd of these sheep. I know them. They depend on me knowing them. 
I know their voice. They know my voice. She goes, oh, oh. Let me see this one. Who are you, buddy? Oh, number 73? Wooly, what? How did you do that? I'm the shepherd. She goes, all right, all right. Look at them all. Find me bug eye. He goes, uh, right over there. Bug eye. She goes, over, flips it open. Number 16. Bug eye. She said, for 30 days, I tried. I thought I could do it. I could get at least one right. I had a one in a hundred shot every morning to try and just, she said, I didn't come close. Turns out Bug Eye, he just thought it was a funny name. Eyes, not buggy, just the same. But every time, every time he said it, he'd say, hey, Bug Eye, huh? And the sheep thought it was funny. The shepherd and the sheep, they even have jokes together. They walk and they talk throughout the day together. And when she wrote, she was like this, for this city girl, for this city kid, for for us in Fall River or around the world or here in New Bedford or from Bridgewater, you know, we, we may not know this life, but wait a minute. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he's brought them out, all his own, he goes on ahead of them. You know what shepherds do? They lead. They step out And then they say, if you follow me, I'll show you the way. Where I go is safety. Where I go is food. Where I go is protection. Where I go is solid ground. Goes on ahead of them and the sheep follow him. Why? Because they know his voice. Every day he would call them back into the pen. He'd do like this. Here we go. Cuckoo! And the sheep would start to fall in line. Different order. They wouldn't come in number one and number two. You know why? Because sheep aren't all that, they're not very bright. They're just like, oh, I don't know what to do. But they heard the master's voice. Cuckoo! And they're like, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. At a day 15, the author says, can I, can I call him back in? And the shepherd goes, Sure. Give it a shot. Did you ever see um, Babe, you know, the movie about the little pig and the farmer, you know? He's so cool. He's like, he's in charge, you know? And he's, what's he say when, when, when the pig does the right thing? You know, he's patronized, pats him on the head. What's he say? That'll do. That, that'll do. She said it felt just like that. Can, can I try it? Can I call him in today? He goes, sure. Well, well, why don't you give that a shot? She goes, okay, you do it like this, right? Okay, here we go. Cuckoo! There we go. No, here we go. This way. Cuckoo, cuckoo, Come on. Nothing. They barely looked up from feeding on the ground. They non-plus, non-affected. She goes, what, did I get it wrong? He goes, no, that was pretty good. That'll do. She goes, well, what happened? He goes, they don't know your voice. You're here for a field trip. You're here for a book. I'm glad you're here. I'm a shepherd. You know what that means? I ain't got that many friends, man. I don't see a lot of people. I don't get out that much. You know, I got responsibilities here, and I can't just be going to the mall and checking out. Oh, let's go compare Chick-fil-A to Popeye's. I got time on my hand. He's like, I got that kind of time. So I'm glad you're here. This is really cool. I'm anxious to get a copy of your book and see what what you're doing. Uh, But... uh, You're leaving soon. They know this. I'm going nowhere, ever. They know this. He says, all right, let's go. Cuckoo! They fall in line again because they know his voice. Let's keep going. But they will never follow a stranger, the author, the field trip. They'll run away from them because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. And Jesus is using this figure of speech, thinking, man, you guys are farmers. You guys will get this. You understand. But no, no, no. The church people were like, we don't understand what you're talking about. So therefore, Jesus said again, truly, I'm telling you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. 
All who have come before me, they're thieves, they're robbers. They were just taking a field trip. They did not have you sheep in mind. I am the gate and whoever enters through me will be saved. Shepherd, how come they didn't listen to me? Because they know I will save them if they're in harm. They don't know that you would lay down your life for them. You're just here on a field trip, and they know. Keep going. So they'll come in, and they'll go out. When I'm calling them the shepherd, and they will find, check this word out, a word you did not use this week. I'm very sure of it. And they will find pasture. Whisper it just out loud. Pasture. What if in the midst of a virus and a pandemic and a, and a political hot debate and, and, a, and a racially un, a confusing, unstable place and in a war-torn generation of, of all these things, what if the church was the place where we could find pasture? You know, that's what the good shepherd was here to do. And to call you to, if you're a first timer in church, you may have come in with some preconceived notions, some thoughts of like, I don't know why I'm even here. I mean, I'm sure they're going to tell us that God's mad at us and I'm breaking all the rules and you should be doing better. And I, you know, I'm sure at some point they're going to be like, hey, we need your money. And I, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're going to tell us all this stuff. I, I don't know why I even listened to my friend for, for bringing me here. And the friend, you could look over and go, I didn't bring you here to tell you about all the rules. I didn't bring you here so you'd open up your wallet. I brought you here because I have found pasture. You know what the word means for a sheep, right? Peace. You know the only way a a paranoid kind of schizophrenic sheep is always looking around like, is there a coyote? Is there a wolf? Is there a dog? Is there somebody going to try to eat me? They can only find pasture where there's safety, where I'm well fed. I don't go hungry. I don't go thirsty. I know I'm taken care of. I pasture when I sleep at night and I don't keep waking up going, is that a how? Uh, was that a how? Was that a wolf? Is that a bear? Uh, is that a hunter? Was that a gunshot? I don't know what's happening. What are you doing with those clippers? Stay away from me, those clippers. I don't even want a haircut right now. I'm not a sweater. What are we doing right now? That's the life of a sheep until they find pasture. If you're a first timer and you're sitting next to a friend who brought you here this morning, if you're, if you're listening to this, maybe even later this week and somebody sent you this link and you're like, why'd you even send me this? And you've made it this far into the link. Just picture your friend who sent you that link or who's sitting right there just looking over and going, I'm just telling you, in a very stormy, uncertain, dark time, this generation This time, in this country, in this city, right where we live, I have found pasture. And it is because of this shepherd. He has literally laid down his life to protect me, care for me, provide for me, feed me, encourage me, nourish me, lift me up, carry me when I couldn't make it anymore. Lift me over the big pits and down the cliff where I would have just tumbled to my destruction. I have found peace in the shepherd. And all I want you to do, why I sent you this link to watch this, to hear about this pasture, peace-giving shepherd is that you could find it too. They said, well, I'll just hang out with you. If you found it, then you know I'll find pasture when I'm with you. No, 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 no. I'm just a sheep. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Remember, sheep, they're, they're not that bright. And they're prone to wander, you know, until the shepherd's voice speaks up and he goes, okay, here we go, Coo-coo. and here we go. Oh, come on, come with me. You can trust him. I know that voice. I know that. I know, I'm a little bug-eyed. <laughs> I know, but don't trust me. Trust the shepherd. And Jesus says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life. 
life to the full. Do you know the difference? Uh, when you ask somebody, hey, how you doing? They go, well, surviving. Oh, cool, you're alive. All right, good, excellent. All right. Hey, how you doing today? I'm hanging on. Oh, all right, excellent. You're breathing. Good, you're surviving. Good job. And sometimes you got to do that, right? But when the sheep know that they have found pasture with the shepherd, they get to live a very full life. They're no longer like, hey, what are we doing? I don't know where we're going. I'm still a little paranoid. No, no, no. They're like, let's go. I can follow him. Uh, oh, is it feeding time? I love feeding time. This is the best time. Watch where it gets. Is it, where, where are we going? Is it playtime inside the pen? Wait, and it's protected so that no enemy can eat me, scare me, snatch me, steal me, kill me, destroy me? Huh. I love the pen. The pen is where all the good things happen. This is awesome. Can I go over here in the pen? Yes, you can. Do you go over here in the pen? Yes, you can. Can you do a little dance in the pen? Yes, you can. It's wonderful in here. And the sheep aren't looking at the shepherd going, why you keep penning me in? Why, what, what are you keeping me from out there? No, they've seen out there. They don't need to be out there. Because they know that what's out there is someone trying to steal and kill and destroy the relationship with the one who's provided the life and life to the full. If you look it up in the King James Version, old timey churchy people, I'll be speaking your language. You didn't use this word either this week, but I want you to in the coming week. I've come so that they may have life. In King James, it says, and have life more. You got you to loosen up your lips for this word. It's not, it's not to be trifled with. This is a very serious word that you don't just like throw out. You know, in fact, I, I got to loosen up. I, I, I will tell you that uh, this message is brought to you by Chapstick. <laughs> Cotton candy for men. It's awesome. Oh my word. It is so good. What I'm getting to experience here at New Life South Coast on this October 10th is I get to hear about the word, about this shepherd who's given his life for us and has given me peace and my mouth tastes like a carnival right now. It is the perfect package if you will. I have come, the shepherd says, not to control you and not to shield you away from all the fun stuff. No, no, no. I've come so that you can live the life I created you to live, not paranoid, not skittish, not freaking out, not anxious, not worried, not stressed. No, so that you could have life abundantly. The abundant life is a life that is not the one that's like, I'm just, I'm making it. All right, man. I'm just, I'm hanging on. Okay. What's new? Same old, same old. That's not the abundant life. The, 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 the abundant life is a life filled with peace and hope and joy. Paul says, I've learned the secret to the abundant life. I've had a lot. I've had nothing. And you know what? It doesn't make a difference. The secret to the abundant life is being content knowing that I'm the sheep and the shepherd holds me, leads me, and step by step we walk. Not that every day is perfect. Not that every circumstance isn't, isn't hard or, 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 or is, is this abundant life. No, no. But I know that even through a storm, the shepherd is my anchor holds me close. Even when I feel I've, I've drifted a little bit and in the storm, in the dark of night, I can't find my way. The shepherd is a lighthouse saying, over here, not over there, over here. And you then on solid ground with strengthened legs, you take the next step closer and closer and you follow the light. Then you're so close to the light that you become the light. And now you're the light for somebody else and you're sending them a link to where they can find the shepherd and the pasture. And you go, I just want you to find this light that is filled with truth and peace. I'm not gonna go around and take a poll. I'm not gonna out you. But how many of you just quietly, and here's how I want you to indicate it to me. Nobody look around. It's not for the left or the right. It's just for me so, so I know I'm among my people. How many of you have 
wandered or maybe even lived in a bit of chaos for a while and known what it's like to be a sheep without a shepherd and known like, I don't know in the storm or the dark of night where the lighthouse is or an anchor to hold on to. And I just didn't know. And it was such chaos. But now I know and I'm not going back. If, you, if that's you, just put up your one finger like this. So you just look away like you're just rubbing your, ear, your eye a little bit. I see you. I see you. My people, I know. I know. And it spurs us on to just go around to other sheep and go, dude, I know what it's like. But I found pasture. And you can have it too. It's a abundant for you. Come, come. Let me just show you. No, no, no. You don't got to get a shower first. No, no, no. You don't have to get all cleaned up. He will do that for you. You'll be clean. You'll be smelling better than you've ever, you nasty sheep. You'll be smelling better than you ever. Come on, let me show you. And they'll be like, oh, thank you. You saved my life. You'll be like, no, no, no. I'm just bug eye. <laughs> the shepherd saved your life, saved my life. And for the rest of eternity, I'm just like, I raise a hallelujah to the shepherd because the sheep now is smart enough to know it's not about me. I didn't find answers. I didn't provide it. I can't, I can't protect, but I know the one who can. I'll show you. That is where the abundant life comes in. Finding pasture, giving it away, living in freedom, do you know the life of chaos, the life of sin? The enemy's such a jerk. He never leads with the consequences. Hey, do you want to get all bound up and trapped in a deceitful affair in your marriage? You won't even know which is a lie and which. You can't even keep them all straight. And, and your life will get all tangled up. And, and it's possible you lose everything, particularly your dignity. Do you want that? And all the sheep go, no, no. But he leads with, are you bored? There's so much more. <laughs> One spouse for the rest of your life, oh, there's so much more. You're going to pay taxes on every dollar that came into your house? Oh, please. The government, like they need more. Please, there's so much more. You're not going to, you're not going to party with us tonight? You're not going to, I mean, just even a cocktail, anything, what's it going to do? And sometimes as sheep, we're so stupid, we're like, I don't know, what is it going to do? <laughs> Nobody wakes up going, oh, I think I found the purpose for my life. Honey, you know what I'm going to be? I'm going to be the best alcoholic you've ever seen. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I've seen it a million times and the consequences are fantastic. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. I'm just going to be a slave to this bottle. I can't wait. It's not what we do, right? He doesn't lead that way, the enemy but he knows we're sheep and we're sometimes prone to wander. Here's what's cool. The shepherd, Jesus the Christ, the good shepherd, he knows we're prone to wander too. And he keeps hemming us in saying, it's okay, I understand. I've been tempted too. I'll show you a better way. And what happens, here's the consequences the shepherd leads with. Pasture, freedom, peace, life, abundant life. I'm the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. When we gather in the spring for Good Friday and we look at this cross in a very dark day, it's such a lousy name the church has given that day, Good Friday. We should just call it the worst Friday ever because it was the shepherd who said, I see the wolves and they're about to devour you. If I lay down my life for you, you will be spared to live the abundant life. And Jesus said, willingly, I'll do it. The author, the field trip writer, she wasn't laying down her life for any of the sheep. The hired hand, not the shepherd, does not own the sheep. So when she sees the wolf coming, she's out of here. <laughs> because she don't own those sheep. 
She doesn't have any connection to them. She can't even tell Bug Eye from Wooly. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away, and then the wolf attacks the flock and it scatters. Let's go to the next one. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Jesus says it again, but I am your good shepherd. Newcomers, that's the only reason you were invited today. People at home, that's the only reason we gather is because we have found that Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. And as sheep, I'm tired of trying to feed myself. I'm tired of trying to come up with a plan and a direction and make all the right decisions. I'm just a bug-eyed sheep. I don't know the future. I don't know what's next. I can't control the weather. I can't control a virus. I don't know who to vote for. I don't even know where to stand on it. I, I don't know, but the shepherd does. And he knows his sheep, and we sheep know him. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. This abundant life is available to you. But sheep, if you're not careful, it can start to be snatched away from you. Not because the enemy who's looking to steal, kill, and destroy is so powerful. No, we can allow the enemy close. We can open up a door. We can leave the, the gate open a crack. We can even start to play games a little with the the outside, the interesting, the curious, the experiments. And the shepherd's a gentleman. If I don't want to stay in the pen, he will not lock me down and say, you can't leave. He will never do that. He respects us too much. Now, I have prayed this prayer a million times. Father, you're the shepherd. Stop respecting me. I'm a stupid sheep. I make all the wrong decisions, guaranteed, nine out of 10 times. You give me responsibility to make decisions. You ever see the Seinfeld episode where George Costanza decides it's just opposite life? I'm gonna do the opposite of all my instincts and life starts turning around for him because he realizes as a sheep, every, my first instinct is wrong. So if I feel like doing this, I'm gonna just do the opposite. And all of a sudden he's like, life is making sense to me. All my instincts are rotten. But the shepherd knows the way. The shepherd gives sanity where there was chaos. The shepherd pens you in, not to lock you down, but to give you the abundant, wise, discerning, wisdom-filled life. And you start speaking truth. And other sheep go, man, you always kind of an idiot. Why? Why do you sound so wise? I don't know. You know, I'm just bug-eye. I don't know. But the shepherd told me this and I'm telling you. And they go, wow, that shepherd really knows what he's talking about. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and they know me. Let's go to the book of James. James is a cool book for me. First, because it's short. There's only five chapters. You feel intimidated by the Bible? Just read James. You can do it in a night. You can do it in a week. Monday through Friday, read one chapter. That's it. And it's just crystal clear. Look at James. Let's go uh, right in the beginning. James chapter one, verse two. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you sheep face trials of many kinds. What? No, I thought if I signed up for the shepherd, I was no longer gonna face any bad things. No, no, no. You're sheep. Bad things are all around us. But you can have pasture in the midst of a tough circumstance. I can show you and we can walk through it. In fact, if you can't make it, I get it. You don't have a wobbly legs and you're not strong enough, hop on. You ever see that picture of Jesus picking up a sheep and just kind of carrying him over some rocky terrain? And the man like, here, this is safer pasture here. But soon we're gonna learn how to navigate those rocks. And soon you'll be able to navigate it with me and stay in step with me. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, consider it joy because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Athletes, you know what you did to get in shape one day? You started lifting heavy things. And the first time you did it, you were like, why am I doing this? 
this doesn't need to be in the air. It could just stay there and we're good. What am I accomplishing here? But the resistance of tough things, you know what it does? It builds strength and it builds perseverance. And you know what happens after the first week, the first month, the six months? I don't know, some of you are like, I never made it six months at Planet Fitness, please. I stretch, I don't even know where you at. If I made it six days, that was good. It was a penny to join and it's $10 a month. I'm still paying the $10, my, I ain't gone. But if you were to, and continuing to lift the hard things, to learn how to navigate the tough seasons, to learn how to navigate when, when, when you get ill and you go, I, I, didn't, I wasn't expecting this, or as life doesn't turn out exactly like you thought, or when you get laid off at your job that you were like, I was fully bought in. I, I, I thought I was doing great. And now I gotta navigate this new road and the Lord says, we'll lift it together. You know what it does? It's developing perseverance. And then he says, watch the progression. If you let perseverance finish its work, what will be the result? Watch this. First timers in church, watch this. The shepherd's not interested in tricking you or harming you. He's not interested in controlling you. You know what he's interested in? You becoming, watch, mature and complete. Coaches, you know your athletes. They walk in and they're not mature, nor are they complete. But if they were to walk through the process and continue to persevere and be okay with some of the hard things that they would have to endure and lift, they will begin to develop perseverance, which will produce maturity and complete. My coach told me, 10th grade, stretch, you're an incomplete point guard. I said, I know, I'm I'm shorter than the rest, I know, and I've been working on my three-pointer. He goes, no, no, no. You only go to your right, you dummy. He goes, why did you score 21 points in the first half and get shut out in the second half? I go, I don't know. He goes, watch the tape. I go, I don't need to watch the game film, please. I lived it. I was there. I saw what happened. He goes, no, you didn't. You're incomplete as a point guard. First half, I'm killing him. Jab, step, boom, boom. To the right, step back, bang. Fake this way. Go around this way. Lay up, bang. 21 points. You know what they did at halftime? Coach drew up a play. He said like this, hey, point guard, the bug-eyed idiot. All he does is go to the right. He just keeps going to the right. Shut that down. I didn't notice. I get shut out. The coach goes, you're incomplete. Work on your left. Find a way to move. I go, but my left hand, it's no good. I don't know, I don't know, why, I don't know why I have it. It's useless. You know, it's the only thing it's good for, you know what it does? It holds my phone perfect, like to the right angle, right here. I'm serious. And I'm, I'm so good with my thumb, I don't even need the other hand. I just scroll, scroll, bang, bang, boop, click, click, yep. Amazon Prime, buy now, bang. Two hours later, here it is. I said, I did that. I did that, yes. Thank you. The only thing it's good for. Anybody ever been called Mature? Anybody ever been called mature? It's an awesome feeling, isn't it? Is there a higher compliment, really? I mean, you know, honestly, somebody known you for a while and then they, they see you and you're like, hey, how you doing, how you doing? They go, wow, look at you, Stretch. You've become so mature. Bing, a little bell goes off in your ear. You go, Yes, I have. Thank you very much. I'm glad you noticed. Uh, you wanna, here, you want to call my mother and let her know? Because I'm telling you, I've been working on this, and I am quite mature. Thank you very much. Like it was the goal. Turns out, the shepherd says, it is one of the goals. Any, anybody ever been called immature? <laughs> All right, here's what happened. I said, anybody been called mature? Nobody raised their hand. Not one. And I'm telling you, it might even be because of your maturity. Some of you were like, well, I have, but I feel like if I raise my hand, I'll be bragging. And that's so immature. I'm way more mature than that. I'm above such things. No, I don't. No, stretch. I, go on. Pass along. I don't need your kudos. I said, anybody been called immature? Uh, 87 hands. Oh, yeah. Yep. This guy said, yeah, three times this morning by my wife. My gosh. 
Where did it go wrong, Lord? I'm 56, am I still immature? It's the worst, right? Kids know it. Tell a four-year-old you're so immature, they're hurt. What they should say is, I'm four, I am immature. This is what I, I'm living up to my purpose. Thank you very much. Job description, check. I should get a raise. What are you supposed to do when you're four? Be immature, nailed it, right over here. But no, they're like hurt. They even know the connotation like, oh, mom, that hurts me. I want it to be more mature than that. Well, good, then you'll stop eating with your hands and smearing it all over your face. But I love that. It's the greatest purpose ever that the shepherd simply says that your friend invited you to church one day to just say, I just want to show you where you can get maturity, understanding, insight, wisdom, make better decisions, be self-sufficient, not be so flustered and anxious and worried, not have to worry that the sky is falling at every moment. I, I can't see past tomorrow and whatever happened yesterday I've already forgotten about because today is going to be a tragedy. No, 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 that's immature. And here's the shepherd. He's not telling you, toe the line, I need you to be stronger, better, faster. You know, it's not Kanye, stronger, faster. That's not what we're trying to do here. But the goal is I will let you move into maturity. And that's good for the kingdom, it's good with us, but it's so good for you. Men, when we get mature, aren't we better husbands? Aren't we better fathers? Aren't we better sons to our parents? Aren't we better workers? Aren't we better business owners? Aren't we just better people in our community when we walk with maturity? And being complete, not lacking a thing. Friend, you were invited to church by your friend because they just wanted you to stop lacking the things and not lack anything. We're not talking about material things. Or, oh, good, all right, good. So I'll, I'll follow the shepherd and I'll get the new Xbox. That's not the thing that you need. No, the thing that you need is this maturity. Paul says it like this. I found the secret to contentment. You know what it is? I've had a lot and I've had nothing. And you know what that means? Not a thing. Because the secret of life is being content, knowing that I'm the sheep inside his pen, finding pasture, living the abundant life that the shepherd has for me and my future is in his hands. I'm so bug-eyed and so stupid, I can't see past tomorrow, but he knows my future. And I am complete in that. Single people, you find today, I wanna be in a relationship, but today, I am complete in Christ. And the Lord says, that's so awesome, because the more mature you get, the more I might show you, you might have your pick of relationships just down the road. Come with me, I'll show you the next few steps. We'll take them together. Isn't that amazing? Like this crazy gift that the shepherd the whole time is like, you better be good sheep so I look good. You better be good sheep so I feel good. No, 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 the whole time he's saying, I wanna show you the next step and grow you up so you get to enjoy maturity and your life will be complete. That's amazing to me. Thank you, God, for this gift. There are certain weights that the Lord asks us to bear just circumstantial life that we just, just a hard time or an unforeseen circumstance, a storm that's come and flooded the basement. And you're like, oh God, why'd this happen? And yeah, half the time he's like, it happened because a storm happens. That's the reason. We're like, no, but like, what are you trying to teach me in this? And he's like, get a wet vac. <laughs> Suck up the water and we'll rip up the rug and we'll go concrete for a couple years and we'll be fine. Oh, we're good. And you're like, oh. So you weren't trying to necessarily teach me. He's like, no, but how you'll learn is you'll take this weight and you'll bear it and you'll do it with joy and with a contentment to go, that stuff in the basement. You know why it was in the basement? Because I didn't care about it anyway. I didn't even know what was down there. I'm pulling stuff out like, oh, why do I still have this? Well, it's wet, throw it away, I don't care. These moldy sneakers from your high school years, let them go, let them go. And so you just, you walk through those times but God's not tempting you with sin. That's not a weight he's asking you to bear. No, no, no. In fact, what he did on that cross was 
He died on the cross to deliver us from sin so that we can live free from that. You don't have to endure that. You do have to endure hard times. In this world, we will have trouble. But take heart, the shepherd has overcome this. And the more we lift it and the more we walk and the more we trust and the closer we get to the shepherd, the more we go, oh, it's not even a thing anymore. That's not, it. this is like easy. We're like spinning it up on, the, on our finger. It's not even a problem. Because he's allowed us to figure that out. The Bible's clear. We don't have to endure the weight of sin. We can make different choices. He can grow us up not to keep going back to the same safety blankets and the same comforts and the the same things when we're panicked that we go to. We can avoid that weight. James 12, James uh, chapter one, verse 12. Let's go to that. It says, God blesses the one who patiently endures some testing, even the temptation of the enemy who we know is only trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And we we endure that because afterwards we receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who have hung in there, who have started to build their spiritual muscles, who are still able to find joy in the midst of storms. And remember when, when you're being tempted, God's not tempting you. God's never tempted to do wrong, so he would never tempt anyone else. You know what that means? The great shepherd can be trusted. He's not a puppet master playing games with you. Nah, temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Let's go to the next verse. So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect is from the shepherd. Coming down to us from God, our Father, who created all the lights in the heaven, he never changes. He won't cast shifting shadows. He's not playing games with us. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all the creation, became his prized possession. That's who our God thinks you are. You say, I'm just a bug-eyed, woolly sheep. And God says, no, no, no. You are so much more. I dig you. Yeah, you say, but I can't. I'm trying. I don't even have the strength. I'm not mature. I can't, I can't do the things. I can't lift the things you want me to lift. And he's like, no, no, no. You don't have to today. Let's keep moving forward. Let's keep persevering. Let's keep working our spiritual muscles, and you will get stronger but I can complete some things for you if you do your part and obey. I've shown you a video before and I just wanna call it back because I can't find a better visual representation of what God the Father looks like. Some of you might close your eyes and like, what does God look like? And you might have some ideas. I'm telling you, this is what God looks like. This is what he looks like. Let's watch. You can play it without the audio, um, although that's what heaven sounds like. Apparently, God is digging right now some Asian music, and he is vibing, right? So, but without that audio this time, just show, show that and let it run a couple different times. I want you to notice a couple things. This kid, he's got some weight he needs to bear, and it's bigger, not just the, the ball's not bigger than his head. It's bigger than his body. He holds it up like this. You can't see the little boy anymore. The father behind him is like, okay, we can do this. We'll do it together. The kid throws it up. Go ahead, play it again. And he throws it up and watch where, what he can see. He, he's giving it his all and he's down. And he can't see what's going on. But what he does see as he finally looks up, the ball gently dropping through the hoop. And what does the kid say? Oh, that was so, yo, Kobe, let's go. But I tell you, Ma, I told you, this is my house. This is my court. I crushed that. And the Father, God the Father, takes this great posture. Because you know, as a dad, you could be like, what are you, what are you doing? I don't see Kobe anywhere near here. You're terrible at this. You threw the ball two feet ahead of you. You didn't see what just happened. I didn't do all the heavy lifting here, dude. 
Call me in about 10 years. Practice, please. No, watch what the father does as he does some of the heavy lifting for him. Play it one more time. Now watch the father. He's right there, so close. Grabs it, puts it in. Watch his reaction. Bam, he's immediately up like this. Yes, we did that. Now I want to show you, that's the visual of what our God looks like as he celebrates over his sheep. Because he digs you. He understands your weakness. He understands you don't have all the spiritual muscles just yet. But he's, look how close he is visually to you. And able to finish and complete things for you and with you. And as you mature, you're doing more and more in cooperation with the shepherd, right? It's amazing, right? But now... I want to show you, we found actual footage of the audio of what God the Father sounds like when he celebrates over your obedience. Watch. found the actual audio of the eternal father celebrating over his boy. That's amazing to me. Watch CNN tonight. I'm leaking the footage to them and they're going to show it. Come on, how great is this, right? You as a sheep have just simply decided, I don't know what I'm doing. I tried it my own way. I've been looking out and being distracted, wondering what's out the side of the pen. Some of you, some of you even, right? I've been outside in some of the chaos. Man, I don't I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm going to do it your way. I'm going to stay inside the pen. And I'm going to take a step only if you will, will lead. I'll follow you. Where you step, that's where I'm going to step. And each step you make, Father sounds like that. Yeah, that's my boy right there. That's my girl right there. I like that. I like that. You crushed that, bro. You crushed that. Notice the world around King. Teachers, very good, very nice, very kind. Clap for King. Okay, everybody, everybody else politely said. But the shepherd knows his sheep. The best friend across the table knows this is a big deal for King. A couple days ago, he might not have been able to know the number five from the number two. They're very close. If you think about it, it's tough. But here he is taking the next step. He's dug in, he did his homework, he did his flashcards at home, and here he is at the test, where's number two? And he's like, it's not that five, I've been here before, I'm not going on the phone for you five. He pulls up two, and what does the one who knows him best, his best friend say? I like that, yeah, you crushed that, bro, let's go. Let's go to the next step. The great shepherd feels this way about you and your obedience. You even making a step this morning saying, I just want to get into the word. I want to hear truth. I don't need what, what Netflix has for me. I don't need what YouTube has. I, I, I need what the word of God has for me. And right away, the father goes like this, visually. Let's do this. He takes you forward until you take a step and he goes, you crushed that. Yeah. Look at my girl right here. The Bible says he even sometimes looks at the enemy outside the pen as you've pulled close to the shepherd, he has embraced, even scooped you up as a sheep and says, that's my boy right here. That's my girl right here. Not today, Satan, please. What you got? And the father looks down at the enemy and then looks at the shepherd and goes, don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. I've seen bug-eyed sheep come into their right mind. I've seen immature little babies able to make a shot. I've seen number one, number two, number five. I've seen King go to the next level. Don't you tell me my son, the great shepherd, can't do it. Let's go to 1 Peter. 
First Peter just simply says, First Peter 5, 6, humble yourself under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Be self-controlled and alert. Be of sober mind that he may lift you up in due time and you can cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. If you're a first timer here, your friend did not trick you this morning. They care for you. And the only reason they're able to do it is because the shepherd has cared for them. And they're able to look at you and go, don't you tell me he can't do it. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you, bro. You can cast all your anxiety on him. But be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion. Steal, kill, and destroy is his mission. Looking for someone to devour. Let me look around the room. Where, where are my people? Ushers. Ushers. Would you, um, would you come forward real quick? I, I just need you to just assemble. It's like a, a, Avengers, assemble. Ushers. Let's go right, right up here real quick. Real quick. Come on up. First of all, give it up for our ushers. Our security team. Man, there is never a time I come to New Life South Coast that I am not warmly greeted, felt cared for. If I even look, I don't even have to voice a question. I just, with a mask on, have these eyes. My bug eyes are like, uh, they're like, he's confused. What do you need, bro? What do you need? Ushers are on it. They're already, men's room's right over here. I'm like, how did you know? They were like, well, you kept doing this. I don't know. I have four-year-old sons. I don't know. I'm like, yeah, I'm 51. Was I? Come on, I'll show you. The ushers are amazing here. And, and I think they can represent in this, in this example of, of, of God's protection for us. He's, he's on the job and he's diligent. He's, he's watching and he's alert. But he needs us to be alert too. Where is our, you know what I need? I need our drummer. Where's our drummer, Bennett? Is he around? Oh, I see you, bro. Come on out, Bennett. Right here. I want Bennett, you come right in the middle. And um, what I know about Ben is he said, Father, I'm yours. I know I'm just a bug-eyed sheep, but I'm trusting you, the shepherd. And when he gives his worship, has anybody ever noticed him drumming back there? You know, he's he's all walled off and everything, but have you noticed, my man? I've been in churches where they're like, yeah, I could sing of God's mercy all day. (laughs) Not my man. He'd be back there. You ever see the Muppets? Animals! Ah! Don't you tell me he can't. It was awesome. If you, I wish y'all could watch worship. We should rotate people to go see in the green room. I'm watching worship here. Bennett is here. And it's not even time to drum, but he'd be going like this. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't. No! Do not tell me he can't do it. Do not tell me he can't do it. I've seen too much. Don't tell me he can't do it. I'm like, bro, come on back. You go, you go, you go. And when he signed up to follow the great shepherd, the Lord said, oh, you want to start maturing? And he was like, yeah. Bennett's parents were like, he needs that. You want to be complete? He's like, ah, that's where I want to move. And so he did. And what God did was he, he joined this like hedge of protection around him. And there's something so cool about the hedge of protection. It's mobile. It moves. The hedge of protection is, is very strong. The hedge of protection is on the outside, impenetrable. The roaring lion, our enemy, the one who wants to steal, kill, and destroy the relationship with, from the sheep to the shepherd, the one who wants to devour Bennett the sheep, the enemy's looking going, I got to get at him. I got to get at him. Oh, sorry. I got to get at him. How do I get? Can I, excuse me. I just, if I could just, uh, if I could just, hey, what's over there? Hey, could I? No. But if only I could just, if I, no. And the father, the gatekeeper's like, I told you he can do it. (laughs) Don't tell me he can't do it. And I got to rethink some things. All the while, Bennett gets to walk with the great shepherd. And he says, hey, man, let's go this way. Bennett could be sitting there going, I don't know. I've never been that way before. Hey, bug eye, trust me. I got you. 
I got you. And the more he gets his legs, the more he perseveres, the more we walk, he's in step. I go, wait, you know what? We got to reverse course. Let's, let's go over. Let's come over here. And where he is, protected by the spirit and all of heaven, led by the, by the savior. I mean, I'm not going to bring them somewhere and be like, watch this. It's not our God. But he, will, he could just keep him moving. And we... Sometimes he wants to show you some of the behind the scenes things that aren't even meant for you, for all the people. And so there's some things that are, that are just for Bennett. And as he emerges, he's, he's even walking stronger and, and clear in the hedge of protection. They don't lag behind, they're right there with them. And the enemy the whole time is like, how am I going to steal, kill and destroy that relationship? I can't seem to get in. Let me get in, let me get in. And he rethinks his strategy and he says, well, what I know about the hedge of protection is I cannot break it from the outside. But the shepherd's given all his children, all his sheep, the mind of Christ made in his image, their own emotions, their own feelings, their own free will to choose which direction they'd like to go and where they'd like to be led. I can seize that. And I can start to introduce myself. Ben, how you doing, bro? Hey, man, man, I've been trying to show you some things, man. I mean, this has been really cool for you. And I'm, it's awesome, man. But I got to tell you, there's more. Have you seen the shiny things over here? Have you checked out the websites over here? You know what I'm saying, man? They even, they're free. Yo, I'm telling you, like, and nobody will even know. I'm just saying that you're young. And we'll get back into this, but this is a little confining. I, I just, I could really take you places if you, if you want. I'm just saying, like, I mean, it's, I'm just, I'm here for you, man. I just want to show you some things, you know, like, yeah, you know. I, I want to introduce you to some places and, yeah. And if you just, you know, just if I got a chance to show you, I've seen you. You've been paying, paying your taxes. I mean, yo, but under the table, what the government don't know won't hurt them. You know what I'm saying to you? We, I mean, and we could go back anytime you want because I just wanted to show you. Something. And then he's got you. And you stand there going, wait, wait, I don't want to go over here. I didn't want to go over here. And the enemy goes, who asked you, bro? Now you go where I take you. Now, I, I can't navigate these steps. Who cares, bro? Who cares? I'll take you where I need to go. Oh, you don't want to go up the stairs? Well, watch this. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah. But it's cool. You can still go to church. Look at all the people. Hi. Hey. You can even once in a while just be like, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Don't get crazy with it, though. You know what I'm saying to you? And there's a day at some point in every sheep's life where you find yourself ensnared by this enemy. And you go, how, how did I get here? How did I get here? And you say, I don't even recognize you. And I go, I recognize you. I love you. I only have your best interests at heart. And all is lost for the sheep until they remember that our God is a God of second chances, third chances. He's a redeeming God. He doesn't give up on his sheep. No matter what, no matter where, no matter what was done, no matter the trap or the ensnare. And he's certainly not intimidated with the enemy. Because watch, I mean, what kind of weak enemy can't even jump a fence? Impenetrable there. What kind of weak enemy can't even hold on to his prey with a strong lock? Because I am pretty strong. But when he drops to his knees and raises a hallelujah, I think, what the, what are you doing down there? I just, what are you doing down there? We, James 4, verse 7 simply says this, sheep, submit yourselves to God. Then it says, resist the devil. Come on, man, let's come this. Oh my gosh. Then it's stronger than I thought. 
resist the devil. And guess what has to happen? I mean, the Bible doesn't give too many guarantees. If this, then this, that's what's going to happen. But I'm telling you, this is what's written by the stepbrother of Jesus. James 4, verse 7. Submit yourself to God. I raise a hallelujah. Watch where you do it. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of his enemy. I raise a hallelujah. I submit to God. And look what it says. The next thing says, in the presence of my enemy right there. Heaven comes to what? You know the song? Heaven comes to fight for me. He's resisting me. I'm trying to get back. And at some point, heaven says, you're done here. You're finished here. Resist the devil. James 4, verse 7. And the promise is this. And he will flee. You don't have to stay ensnared or trapped No, it's a fallacy to say, well, I'm just human. I'm just a dumb old bug-eyed sheep. I have to sin. We all fall short. Yes, you have fallen short, but you no longer have to keep falling into that trap. You no longer have to do that. Resist the devil and he will flee. James 4 verse 8, watch what happens. Draw near to God. He gets up, still surrendered, and he starts to draw near to God. And guess where he goes? right back into the pen of pasture, of fellowship, of nourishment, of protection, of provision, of love, of kindness, and mostly of forgiveness. He doesn't have to go in and be like, no, I'm so stupid. I got lured away. No, no, no. He can just simply say, Father, I submit. I raise a hallelujah. I did it in the presence of my enemy. When I was most being tempted, that time I wanted to go into the bar. That time I wanted to cheat on that. I don't want to, no, I cheated on that test and, and I decided to turn myself in and say, I'm sorry, teacher. I did this. I don't want to do that anymore. I, I, I'm raising my hallelujah. I'm going to follow the shepherd and he's a man of integrity. Give me a zero. I'll get better. I won't cheat any longer. I'm not that anymore because I'm inside here. And you know what God doesn't do? Every time he sees Bennett, be like, hey, cheater. How you done? Hey, Hey, porn watcher, how you doing? No, 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 those are not our labels anymore. You know why? Because Jesus, when he frees us, he frees us indeed. For the abundant life, he changes your identity. He restores you in the image of Christ again. And then watch what happens. We're back to walking. We're back to trusting. We're back to protecting. We're back to growing and persevering. We're back to getting stronger. And you know what happens? I know now I can trust the sheep with even more. I can give him more responsibility I can, because he's continuing to grow. I don't have to finish every basket for him. You know why? Because he's getting better and better and I continue to shout out, Ben, it's my boy. You crushed that. When you were in the snare of the enemy, you just dropped down and submitted and said, no longer, Lord, I'm following you. I dig that. You crushed that. I like that. Bang, restored relationship. Had your protection. Thank you. Bennett. thanks, bro. Worship team, come on up. Come on up. I just want to show you one last passage here, man. First Peter. As you stay alert, as you understand your enemy well, and you quit playing games with him, the God of the abundant life who knows your voice will start to speak clear and clear so that you will know his voice. And the God of all grace, that great shepherd of the sheep who called you to his eternal glory in Christ by name. Hey, Fluffy. Hey, Bug-Eye. Come on. We got eternal glory in the shepherd. And after you have suffered a little while, after you've endured some harder times, after you've walked through some darker days, as you've endured some storms, that you had a perspective will pass you by. You didn't give up. And he himself will restore you and make you strong, firm, steadfast. First timer, your friend invited you here for that reason. I just want to let you know that you can live strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be all the power, all the glory forever and ever, the great shepherd 
loves you. Why don't you stand with me? We're gonna, we're gonna pray a song together. But I wanna give you permission, if this song is not exactly what you wanna pray, then you say what you need to say. I wanna encourage you, don't leave this place this morning until you've said just what you need to say to the shepherd. You may just wanna raise your hallelujah and say, I know, I know, you have come to fight for me. I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm louder and louder. You're gonna hear my praise roar, man, I've learned. Some of you may just need to say, I'm sorry. I knew better, but I continued. I'm continuing to play a game and it's dangerous. And I submit to you. Show me how to resist the enemy so that he will flee. And then restore me. I want to be strong, firm, steadfast, mature, complete. Shepherd, I'm following you, not me. And the God of eternal glory, that great shepherd of the sheep who loves you, he will do it. I promise. Some of you just want to say thank you. Some of you want to say, oh God, I need you. Some of you may want to come forward and take a position of submission and just go, you're the boss. You're the shepherd. You feed me. I trust you, not me any longer. No more games. No more wandering. No more straying from me. I'm celebrating being back in the pen. Father, we love you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We hope this talk has encouraged and challenged you. If it was helpful, share it with a friend. For more info, visit newlifesouthcoast.com. Until next time, have a blessed week.